You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Good morning. It's good to see all you guys here with us. We're starting a brand new series today called Breakthrough, and it is exactly what it sounds like. We're going to talk over the next six weeks about how we can experience breakthrough in Jesus, because without him, we can't experience it. Amen. So we're going to talk about some some people in Scripture that truly experienced breakthrough in their lives. And I don't know about you this morning, but there's been times in my life that I have felt like a failure. There have been times in my life where I have felt just dysfunctional. There's been times in my life where I've chased after things more than I've chased after Jesus. And I needed in my own life breakthrough. And if we're honest with ourselves this morning, we've, we've probably been there at some point, And maybe even sitting here today, that's exactly where you are. You're in a place right now where you just, you're looking for something different. Your life isn't at all what you thought it may be. The things that you've been chasing are things that are leading you farther and farther away from Christ. And you really need to experience breakthrough. And this morning, as we, as we dig in to Scripture, we're going to see this. And we're going to see how someone who walked so closely with Jesus... He fought for Jesus and ultimately would go on and do some amazing things for Jesus in the middle of his life. He experienced failure. And not just a little failure. This was epic failure. So his walk with Christ was somewhat interrupted by some failure that he experienced. And this morning, I think it's important for us to to really dig deep within ourselves to try to understand this. So this morning, we're going to talk about Peter. And we've talked about Peter before, and we talked about how he was just a brash guy, and he was pretty bold, and he would speak whatever was on his mind. And I like Peter for that. And Jesus, in in Scripture, he, he tells the disciples... Hey, one of you will deny me three times. And Peter, being this brash, bold, outspoken guy, says, Hey, I don't know who that's going to be, but it's not going to be me. I will never deny you. Actually, I will go with you until the very end. I will die with you before I deny you. And then we see in Luke that Peter after Jesus is arrested and the things start to transpire, Peter kind of wanders away and he's recognized as one of Jesus' followers. And he's asked about that. And in the same bold and brash manner, he responds by saying, hey, I never knew him. This guy that walked closely with Jesus for about three years says, I never knew him. The guy that started to fight when Jesus was being arrested, said, hey, I never knew him. The guy who said, I will be with you and have your back until the very end, 
said, hey, I never knew him. This was an epic mistake, an epic failure on the part of Peter. And not only did he just deny him once, he denied him three times. And what I want us to do before we jump into Scripture is I want us to really think about how this even applies to us today. Because if you're anything like me, when you first heard the story about Peter denying Jesus, and my first thought was, how could anybody ever do that? How could anybody that claims to love Jesus, that claims to follow Christ, ever deny him to other people? I would never do something like that. But the more I started to dig into the story and the more I started to learn about myself, it was very clear to me that I have done exactly that in my life. And maybe it's not answering your question, do you know him, and me saying no. But I want you to understand this morning that by decisions that I've made in my life, I have denied Jesus. And I just want to give you a personal example of that this morning. So in ministry, you, you go through different seasons of life, and, and I started as just helping out with students way back when I was younger and skinnier and had a little more hair. And then I went to college and I started working with some college students and then I came back home from college and I just had different seasons at different churches working with students and college students and small groups. And let me tell you what I thought about myself. I thought that I was close to Jesus. I told myself and other people, you know what, I will have Jesus' back until the very end. And then ultimately I ended up exactly like Peter, denying who Jesus is in my life by decisions that I made. I failed. And if we're honest with ourselves this morning, there's been times in our life that the decisions that we've made say that we don't know who Jesus is. Because we've, we've started to make decisions that don't line up with His will, that don't line up with His Word, that don't line up with what He's telling us to do. And through those decisions, we're in essence saying, I'm not following Jesus anymore. Now, I want to encourage you this morning. This series is called Breakthrough. So I don't want this to seem like a downer. I just want us to be really honest with ourselves and say, hey, there, there's probably been times in my life that I have failed. And not just failed at these little things, but epically failed in my walk with Christ. So Peter goes and does what he knows best after denying Jesus and he's filled with guilt and he's filled with shame and he's just he's filled with uncertainty and he doesn't know what to do so he goes back and starts to fish that's what he was doing when he met Jesus that's that was his livelihood that's what he did so he just goes back doing the same thing and that's where we're going to pick up this morning in John chapter 21 and we're going to be starting in verse 4 and what this is is this is 
This is how Jesus oftentimes responds to our failures. And I want you to, I want you to take hold of that this morning. John 21, starting in verse 4. It says, Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. God, I just pray that you bless this time. God, that you speak through your spirit to hearts and minds this morning and that you do what only you can do. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to give you three, three things Jesus does despite our failures. Number one is he reminds and communes. He reminds and communes. So here are the disciples fishing after, after Jesus was crucified and after his resurrection. They were just fishing. And keep in mind, Peter had just denied Jesus three times. And Jesus comes. And the cool part of the story to me is that the boat really wasn't that far off the shore. Jesus calls out to him. John says, hey, it's Jesus. And instead of staying in the boat, Peter jumps in and swims to shore. I mean, this is the kind of guy he is. He's like, hey, I'm not waiting on the boat. I'm swimming. Jesus shows up. So although Peter has denied Jesus, although Peter is filled with guilt and shame and he's had epic failure in his life, Jesus shows up and then he reminds Peter and the other disciples who he is. So they're catching no fish, just like at the beginning when Jesus first called them. And Jesus says, hey, cast your net on the other side. And they catch a slew of fish. And Jesus reminds them of who he is. Jesus reminds them that he is the great provider. Jesus reminds him that, them that his way is better than our way. Jesus reminds them that he is still there even in the midst of failure and guilt and shame. And he's standing on the shore. And he's calling out and saying, come, come to me. Come back to me. But not only does he remind them of who he is, he says, come and eat breakfast. He wants to have community with them. 
He doesn't just want to remind them of who He is as, as God. He wants to commune with them. He wants them to understand that He still cares about them as individuals, as people. Even though you have failure in your life, and even though your life may be filled with guilt, shame from some decisions that you've made, maybe you're stuck in a spot and you just can't get out, Jesus wants you to know that, first of all, I'm here. I'm still Jesus. Come to me. And let's have a relationship. He says, come and eat breakfast. And again, it's just something that amazes me that Jesus is always serving other people. Even after their failure. Jesus says, hey, you know what? I still want to serve you because I love you. He reminds them and He communes with them. Number two is this. He redeems and He course corrects. Verse 15 through 17 says, When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of John, Do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. And verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And this is an important conversation that we see in Scripture. Because Jesus says, hey, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I love you. And then he gives him something to do. And then he asks him a second time, do you love me? And Peter says, I love you. And Jesus gives him something to do and then he asked him a third time and Peter says hey you know everything you know that I love you and I can just imagine Peter in this moment who has just experienced the greatest failure of his life is being asked by the Savior do you love me and I think that that's a question that we answer every single day of our lives. And maybe again this morning, you're in that biggest failure of your life. Or maybe you've just gone through that. Or maybe you've been there before and you're kind of on the other side. And this morning, Jesus is saying, hey, do you love me? And this type of love that Jesus is talking about is a love that is unconditional. A love that is sacrificial. A love that trans transforms lives. And he asked him three times. So Peter denied Jesus three times. And then Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? And maybe, just maybe, 
Jesus was giving Peter the opportunity to make up for each denial. And this morning, he's asking us the same question. Jesus is saying, hey, I've redeemed you. This is the reason I just went to the cross and died. This is the reason that I defeated death and was resurrected. Because of mistakes and failures that not only you will make, Peter, but that every human that ever enters the world will make. And and Jesus could have scolded Peter. I don't know if you've ever had an encounter with someone that's just kind of a a weird encounter. Maybe you were talking about this person um, in not such a good way. I know y'all would never do that here at Impact. We don't talk bad about people. And then you see them at the grocery store and you do everything you can to avoid that person. Have you ever been there where you try to avoid someone? Be honest. Okay. I've done that. I'm going to be honest with you. I've done that. I do that with my kids almost every day. (laughs) But it's an awkward encounter. Or when you fight with your spouse or argue with your spouse. And then you have to face them a little while later because you live in the same house. It's like, okay, well, I'm stubborn. She's stubborn. Let's see who's going to talk first after this argument. And she's more stubborn than me, so I usually talk first. Let her know how beautiful she is and how much I love her. But it's an awkward situation. So I can just imagine that when Peter sees Jesus, he's thinking, man, I just denied him. I just told people that I never knew them. I just told people that he wasn't my Savior, that I wasn't following him, that he wasn't anyone to me, that I didn't know who he was. And now here he is standing. And Jesus could have scolded him. And Jesus could have just came down hard on him. But he didn't. He had breakfast with him. And then he said, hey, do you love me? In other words, saying, hey, you're redeemed. Just answer this question for me. Do you love me? If you do, then feed my sheep. If you do, then go and serve people. If you do, then go and preach the gospel. He starts to correct the course of Peter. Hey, you know you're not supposed to be fishing. I've already pulled you out of that life. But what we do when we begin to fail... Jesus, as we run back to the life that we knew before. And Jesus shows up to remind us that He's still Jesus, that He's still King, that He's still Lord. He wants community with us. And He says, hey, you know what? You've been redeemed already. You don't have to live this life anymore. I've already pulled you out of that. I've already pulled you out of that life. He begins to correct our course back to Him. And then number three, He restores and He commissions. Verses 18 and 19 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, 
You used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Verse 19, this he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Follow me. So verse 18, he explains to Peter what kind of death he's going to have in his life. And then in verse 19, he says, hey, follow me. The same thing he said when he called the disciples. He said to follow me. So Jesus has now restored Peter. He's restored Peter. He's pulled him out of that guilt and that shame. He's restored him back up to the the place that he was. And then he commissions him to follow Jesus. Or we could say he recommissions him to follow. And then we see in Acts, we see that Peter preaches the gospel to thousands and thousands of people. We see that Peter goes on and heals a lame man. We see that Peter becomes the leader of the New Testament church. We see that Peter begins to hold huge prayer meetings and prayer rallies for believers to continue to grow in their faith and for non-believers to experience salvation. We see that the life of Peter after this moment is a life following Jesus. So before the failure, he was following Jesus. And then boom, something in his life happened. He failed. He made a mistake. He epically denied Jesus. And then he ran back to the life that he knew before. He needed to experience breakthrough. And in steps Jesus. In steps Jesus to say, hey, let me remind you. Let me remind you who I am. And let me remind you who you are in me. He redeems him. He says, hey, I know. I know you've experienced failure. Do you love me? No, like, do you really love me? Do you love me to the point that it's unconditional and it's sacrificial? Not just some lip service. Do you truly love me? If you do, then Stop living that life. I've already pulled you out of that life. Feed my sheep. This is the life I've called you to. And then he restores Peter. He commissions Peter. And we see that after this breakthrough, that Peter goes on to preach and teach, to heal, to pray over people. Becomes the leader of the church. Not because of who he was, but because of who Jesus is and called him to be. And we have to understand that today. It's not because of who we are. We get to experience breakthrough because of who Jesus is and what he's already done. We get to experience breakthrough in our life after failure, after mistake, because Jesus loves us that much and says, Hey, remember me? I've called you out of that. 
I've called you to this. This is, this is important for us this morning because I feel like a lot of times as, as Christians that when we make a mistake or that we fail or that we start living in a way that isn't pleasing to God, that our first reaction is to run away. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've invited people to church and they say, I just, I don't want to come because of these mistakes that I've made or the kind of life that I'm living or people that were attending church and then they stopped coming and you check in with them and you ask them, you know, how you doing? We've missed you at church. And their reason is because of some sort of mistake or just situation in their life. And they think that, man, the, the first decision is to run away from God. But I want you to understand that God shows up in the midst of that. That Jesus stands on the shore. And says, hey, have you caught any fish? In other words, hey, how's your life going without me? Not very good. He says, hey, so why don't you cast your net on the other side? Let me, let me remind you who I am. Let me remind you of what I've done. Let me remind you of what I've called you to. And be redeemed from that. And we don't have to continue to go through life living in guilt and shame. And again, I've been there in my own life. Or man, I was just filled with guilt and filled with shame. And Jesus said, hey, let me remind you who I am because it's never been about you. And it's not going to be about you. It's always been about me. And it's always going to be about me. And when Jesus can speak that into your life and you know that it's all about Him, that's powerful. We're not always going to make the best decisions. We're not always going to do the right thing. We're going to have failure in our life. The important thing is, is for us to understand that Jesus is still there in the midst of the failure. And he's standing on the shore waiting, calling, saying, come back to me. And if we want to experience breakthrough, it starts by remembering who Jesus is. It starts by remembering what life He's called you out of. So this morning, as we close, I'm gonna, we're going to close a little differently this morning, but I'm going to ask you some questions. And as I ask you if this is you, I just want you to stand up right where you are this morning. If you've ever struggled with any type of addiction in the past, currently, or anything in your life, I just want you to stand up right where you are.
If you've ever went through life with just heavy guilt and shame, I want you to stand up right where you are. If you've ever felt like you're just not good enough, I want you to stand up right where you are. If you've ever just felt uncertain, like you had no clue what the next step was in your life, I want you to stand up right where you are. This, everyone, everyone needs to experience breakthrough at some point in their life. If you look around this room, everyone standing either from an addiction in their life, from guilt or shame, from not feeling good enough. And I want you to know this morning that Jesus is saying, remember me. He's reminding you this morning of who He is. He is Jesus, the Savior of the world. He's saying that He wants to have community with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to be redeemed by His blood. And He wants to correct your course. He wants to remind you that He's called you out of that lifestyle. So for those who have struggled with addiction at some point in your life, you understand the power of Jesus and the power of the breakthrough. Because without Him, there would be no freedom. Man, how awesome is it that we serve a God who breaks the chains of sin? We serve a God who breaks the chains of guilt and shame. We serve a God who says, I love you despite your filthiness. We love a God who says, and you may not feel good enough in the world, but I want you to know that you're good enough for me to love. Because of Jesus. may feel uncertain. You have no clue what the next step is in your life. And Jesus says, hey, I know your next step. Follow me. Follow me and I will guide you and I will lead you. There's some of you this morning that just need to experience breakthrough right now. So we're going we're gonna to sing. We're going to have a, a time of response, an altar call here this morning. And we're just going to have some people down front that can pray with you. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you need to experience breakthrough, maybe that breakthrough to you this morning is just accepting Christ as your Savior. Maybe you've never made the decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you've been in church for a while. And you know the stories. And you know the good stuff to say, but you never put your trust and your faith in Jesus. You 
never started to follow him. And this morning, you can experience breakthrough by beginning a relationship with Jesus. And for you, Christian, that you have a relationship with Jesus, maybe this morning your breakthrough is just knowing that he's still there, that he's calling you out of sin, that he's calling you out of a life without him as the center. And he's calling you to follow him, to serve people. And that's the breakthrough that you need to experience this morning. So what I'm going to do this morning, I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing and this will be open for you guys to come and kneel or to pray with one of us. So let's pray. God, I pray that your spirit is doing work. I pray that people that that need to experience breakthrough, whatever that breakthrough looks like for them, God, I pray this morning that they take the step. God, I pray that they run to you. I pray that as you stand on the shore calling, God, that people are reminded of your love and your grace and your mercy and your sacrifice. That we truly experience a breakthrough in this room this morning. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.